0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. I have had on my show, I've had so many young people. Uh, I've been doing talks at area universities here in Ohio where I'm located. And um, I have seen the strength and the leadership of our youth. Uh, I guess they're calling themselves Generation Z. I'm not really sure anymore. They're so far removed. I have children that are Generation Generation Z. So uh, it's a little strange to me, but I see these young people and uh, they are such strong leaders. They're very, very strong pro-lifers. And uh, when I see people uh, who are young and who are showing great leadership and great strength when it's very, very tough today to be a Christian, and to be pro-life. And I, when I see young people, um, I always want to showcase uh, what they're doing. My guest today is someone I found on social media, which I very often do, and I've learned to uh, find really great people. And my guest is Skylar Culbertson. She is from the College of William and Mary, and she is joining me today. Skylar, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Jerry.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. So, um, you know what i what I found intriguing about you know some of the things that you were posting uh, is that you're you're in sort of leadership positions. So you're the president of um, William and Mary Tribe for Life. So that's the pro life group there at William and Mary College in um, in Williamsburg, Virginia. If for those that don't know, you're also an ambassador um, at Leadership Institute. Uh, which you know, I'll let you talk about both these groups, uh, but Leadership Institute is a group that teaches people how to be conservative and defend their views. So, but let's start with with you. So you're in college. Are you, when are you graduating in the next uh, next couple of years?
1: Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm actually I'm a transfer student. I gra- uh, graduated from Lord Fairfax Community College two years ago. So um, this is my senior year at William Mary. So I'll be graduating in less than a month.
0: Oh, excellent! You're just about to get out in the real world. Okay, so um, tell me about your pro-life background and conservative background, right? Because they really do go hand in hand. Um, you know, yeah. I, I personally don't think that you can be Christian and not be pro-life, or conservative, and I don't think you can be conservative and not be pro-life. So, um, so tell me about your background and what. You know, what was your upbringing like as much as you're willing or able to share um, about, you know, that that is that kept you strong in your Christian conservative pro-life beliefs?
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So growing up, um, yeah, I grew up in a very Christian conservative home. My parents, um, you know, raised me very well grounded in in biblical beliefs. My brother actually um, is gay and he has, you know, very, very different um, beliefs than me, very progressive, very atheist. Um, so I guess growing up I kind of was exposed to both and kind of you know got to hear both arguments in our household. Um and so coming into William Mary, I was kind of I always was like, you know what, I just want to keep the peace in my house. I have no you know preference toward anyone's side. So I was kind of like more borderline liberal because I would always tend to side with my brother on things. Um and whenever I transferred to William Mary from my community college, obviously um, politics is so widely discussed on campus and pretty much in every classroom. And I was like, Oh my goodness, like I actually, I can't just ignore politics. Like I, I have to get involved or at least know my facts on things. Um, and I remember one of the first classes that I took coming to William Mary was uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic, and essentially it was just talking about um, the, the pandemic and relating it to Donald Trump and his actions during the pandemic. And uh, pretty much the class was just all bashing Donald Trump. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, my parents were right indoctrination is not just a right-wing talking point like it is so real and i experienced that not only in this one class but throughout all of my classes um and then so i I kind of did some more research after that started to get into you know different political topics um and one of those was was abortion and i would say you know i was always pro-life but never never outspoken about it you know nothing to the extent that I am today. And I, all of a sudden, um, God just kept putting on my heart that, um, you know, the Planned Parenthood club on campus was very active and there was no pro-life presence whatsoever. And I, you know, I hated seeing so many women on campus thinking that abortion was their only option and that, you know, you, you have to have an abortion to be successful. That's, that's such a lie. Um, so, so I felt really God calling on me to, to step in as a leader Um, And and I would in no means consider myself a leader, somebody that's like outspoken, but it's crazy how God uses the least qualified people for his glory.
0: I know that because I am the least qualified to do what I'm doing uh, with my show and um, going around. I've... You know, spoken at uh, two colleges here in Ohio, and and I have more coming up, and I want to do even more. Uh, yeah, and I often think like, why me? You know, it, but uh, but no, that's it's a great perspective to have, and very mature. Uh, you know, f- for your age, although you're you're you know certainly an adult. Uh, so what? How was it received? I mean, that, that I didn't know that they actually had a they had a class on COVID nineteen. That's what you're telling me. They did okay so they had a class
1: yeah they have pretty much every class you could imagine that has to do with you know liberalism so they have you know gender studies is a pretty big major here um and and pretty much even if you go into this the stem field um somehow they find a way to relay it back to some liberal talking point they just fit it in um and they require us to take what they call our call classes and these are just part of the correct Curriculum at William Mary, so we're forced to take those. So even if like we try to avoid liberalism, it always you know makes its way in some way or another. Um, but in terms of, of how it was received on campus, um, yeah, I really didn't I really didn't get involved until there was this one protest that as soon as the uh, Supreme Court Court decision leaked for Roe, um, the Vox, which is the Planned Parenthood Club was uh, doing some some protests to that. And I was like, you know what, all these tourists here in Williamsburg, because it's a very touristy area are going to see all of these students, uh, Gen Z, you know, protesting, you know, the pro-lifers. And I was like, I just, I cannot stand for this. So I asked a few of my friends and they were like, oh, I'm not ready to go out and protest yet. So I was like, okay. So I just uh, grabbed a little tiny sign that I had and stood in front of the all of the pro-abortion people and and protested there and I had that was pretty much the day that like changed everything for me because I actually had some tourists uh, join me in protesting they prayed for me Um, and I think that was really like a big god wink moment as I like to call it where just everything changed.
0: Yeah, that that is really awesome, and I and I, it actually goes to you know proof of what I say is that that sometimes we as conservatives is we think that we're my, the minority, and and I think that that's a natural thing in society when everybody around us seems to be the opposite. Yet when we stand up and show who we are, like in your case, you said I'm going to go protest, and you saw that people were actually drawn to you, and there were more people than you think and guarantee you there were plenty as you mentioned with your friends who who were like I'm not quite ready at least they were on your side and um you showed, yes. you showed by example so i think that that's, that's the lesson that i've learned is we should go out and do the truth speak the truth do what we know is right and people will will follow us and that's that's what we are truly called yeah. to do that's what we're called to do okay so Um, so how, (laughs) other than that protest experience, I mean, did you ever have the opportunity in your classes to speak up uh, and challenge some of the things that they were saying or understandably, because I I have a, I have two sons in college and honestly, they just kind of understandably just kind of roll their eyes and go about their class. Um, what, what have you done if anything?
1: Yes. So, um, I've taken a variety of classes. I wouldn't say abortion has been brought up um, that that particular issue in in many of my classes, but in one class, um, it was actually a film a film class, which is crazy. Like, how can abortion be brought up? But um, they we were talking about just um, human rights and how in the past, you know, people like personhood, the idea of personhood, and we were talking about like Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, um, and Somehow I was like, I'm going to fit this in some way or another because people need to hear it. And I just, you know, brought up the statistic that, you know, 86% of babies with Down syndrome are aborted. Um, so I feel like I try and fit it in when I can. And then obviously if there's, you know, a political issue that they're addressing, I will speak up, but, um, you definitely have to, you know, choose your battles for sure. And, and obviously, you know, a big concern of mine is, you know, is speaking out going to, affect my grades and I think at the end of the day you kind of have to figure out you know what is more important to you and for me you know that is standing up for what I believe is right and I think if there is any backlash from the teachers or professors you know they're going to have some major issues if they're you know failing you because of your your political beliefs
0: yeah did you have any any issues like that with either teachers or fellow students who didn't didn't like what you had to say
1: Um, of course with fellow students, I've had issues, but in terms of professors, um, I feel like they've, they've been pretty, pretty receptive. Um, the last time that I said something in class that the professor just, it was just dead silent in the room after I said it, he just like, didn't know what to say, because like, how do you, how do you respond to that? If they're really, if they really support people with disabilities, um, and the majority of people with, you know, Down syndrome and other disabilities are being aborted. Like, what, what do you say to that? It's just wrong. Um, and I, I did do a project for one of my classes that was, um, the topic that I chose was abortion. Um, and the professor, she, she came up to, we were tabling for our final project. She came up to my table and she's like, she was trying to debate me on it. So fortunately that was at the end of the semester. So, you know, I didn't really have to deal with her the rest of the class, but, um, but you know, I, I just, I challenged her and I. I she gave me an A in that class. So it didn't really affect anything, but it's crazy for that specific project that I did, I had to have a security guard because um, you know, there were threats and everything. So yeah, it's just definitely an issue that you have to, you got to pick your battles and figure out, read the room kind of.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mean, I'll tell you this and all those that are listening that are around in and around your age, it, it doesn't get any easier when you're, out of college, out into the, the working world and whatever line of work you're in, you could be, uh, you know, you could be sitting around a conference room or in a meeting and people will say things that are extremely liberal and, um, you know, against our values. And it's tough to know, what do I do? What do I say? Should I say anything? Uh, certainly that happened to a lot of people with COVID-19 and the vaccine, right? A lot, people had their, their jobs and their livelihoods threatened tremendously. Uh, so, uh, so it doesn't get any easier and maybe even harder because in, in some ways your your job could be on the line um, if you don't go along with, uh, you know, the, the corporation or whatever the case may be. So you do have to be strong still. Okay. So um, I want to ask you a little bit about, so in looking at your, um, your Instagram page, and uh, for those that want to follow you, it's at Skyler Colbertson. If if that's okay, Skyler, is it okay to give that out? Yes, yeah, that's fair. Okay, so um, y- you you take on issues on here. Just looking at uh, at your page, you take on issues that it seems like you are really, really uh, someone that the left is not going to like because you have pictures of yourself with some guns. And a, a portion of your Instagram page in regards to guns. So, uh, so abortion, conservatism, Christianity, and guns. You you are going to cause leftists hair to you know set on fire. Uh, so tell me about your perspective on guns, because if you know you're, you're this young girl, uh, young woman, sorry, and uh, you know you apparently support the Second Amendment. And we are told that it is a horrible, horrible thing, and kids are dying, and we don't care about school shootings because we don't want to curtail the Second Amendment. So, tell me about the Second Amendment and what it means to you.
1: Yes, yeah. So, obviously, especially given you know the recent shootings, this is a very, very hot topic right now, and I definitely have received some backlash from people just like stalking my Instagram with my uh, gun pictures. But yeah, very, I'm very pro Second Amendment, and as we know, I think it just really comes down to people not knowing the facts, the facts about you know, guns and gun control. We look at cities like Chicago um, and you know they have the highest crime rates. And so I think people just don't understand the reality of what's going on and what actually works. I mean, if, if a person is going to break the law by murdering people, then of course, they're gonna continue to break the law um, with getting guns. And I think that's pretty, pretty obvious. It's it's probably common sense to you and me, but unfortunately not to, to many other individuals.
0: Yeah. It's so funny to me when I see, you know, in schools or stores, it's said this is a gun-free zone, no guns. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, yeah, if someone is going to come in there and use a gun to murder innocent people, what do you think they're going to see that sign and say, Oh shoot, it's a, it's a gun-free zone. It's illegal to carry a gun. I better turn around and go home. I mean, it's absurd to me, (laughs) you know?
1: Yep. And one of my big things too is like being a female, I always tell people that gun control is a tool of a patriarchy, you know, like it is, it is the great equalizer. And me as a woman, you know, being, you know, men could easily overpower me just because of my size and, and I feel protected, you know, having a gun. And so that's why I always tell people and especially feminists that, um, that gun control is really a tool of patriarchy.
0: Man. So now you're attacking the patriarchy. I, I mean, the, you are going to be literally their the left's worst enemy, um, cause you're going after everything here. So, uh, I mean, that's really, that's really cool. So what are your plans? Uh, if you can share, what, what was your college major? What you, what, what were your interests? Obviously we know some of your interests, uh, but what are your plans now that you're graduating?
1: Yeah. So this is crazy. Whenever I came to William Mary, like I said, I was kind of, you know, borderline liberal. Um, so I, my major is actually film and media studies. Um, and I would say I don't really have any, any interest in that anymore. Um, which is just fine, you know, because obviously I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever change my experience of William Mary because I'm a so much better person because of it. Um, right now, everything is kind of up in the air in terms of what I want to do. I've been considering the military, maybe law, and right now I think God is kind of calling me back, um, back into the pro-life movement to find a career um, in that field. Um, but I think for right now, I'm just planning to take a, a solid year off just to to figure out my plans and just. Uh, break from all of the liberalism here at and mary
0: yeah, so what what uh, you said you came you came from a conservative home and and your your family you know instilled a lot, lot of these values um have you uh had w- what what has been in your engagement with them as far as you being public like this? I mean, I could see you know if if it were my daughter on college campus, and I've told my wife I said my daughter's gonna carry a gun. I don't know if she will, but, uh, but ultimately that's my feeling. Not only you are you on a college, a young woman on a college campus, uh, but you're also someone taking on these, these, you know, what are considered controversial issues. Has your, is your family said, Hey Skylar, can't you dial it back a little bit or anything like that?
1: No, no. They have always, always encouraged me, um, to you know, pursue my dreams and what I'm passionate about, and been so supportive throughout you know my whole time with being outspoken at William and Mary. Um, of course, you know they they do worry about my safety, especially you know going to protests and just just honestly just like walking on campus because everybody knows me and I've gotten threats. Um, so you know it's just unfortunate that I have to deal with that and that they you know have to worry about me just to be on campus. But but no, like in general, you know, very supportive of everything and whatever I decide for for my
0: career. Yeah, excellent. That's really great. Uh, So, yeah, so this is really great. And I, like I said, I I think, uh, you know, being a a young person is in being conservative, being Christian, pro-life, taking on the patriarchy, being pro-Second Amendment, you're you're a target. And uh, yet, you know, young, you're a young person and yet you have the courage, the strength and the great leadership to stand up to it. Um, certainly better than I ever would have at your age I will be be honest with that so what what are some of your other passions that you that you have an interest in have you uh, been involved in sports or uh, have you had to deal with trans people in your locker room or any any challenge like that
1: no no yeah it's crazy so I would say um, like I said coming into into college I was not into politics at all and in fact I I literally, I hated politics. I would avoid all political conversations at all costs. Um, so uh, coming to William Mary, I kind of was just involved in some Christian organizations. Um, but from from here on out, I, I would really say, you know, everything is has to do with some political issue, whether that be, you know, the pro-life issue or um, the trans issue, um, gun rights, anything like that. So I would say that's really Really, my
0: passion and where I focus the majority of my time. Yeah, and and I'll um, reiterate uh, my my general feelings for those that listen to my show. You 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 know consistently, you you know my feelings is that this is not an issue. This is not a situation of Republican versus Democrat or left versus right. This has become a society in which it's good versus evil, and there ah. is one side. You know, And I'm not saying all Republicans or all Republican policies or politicians are good. No, it has nothing to do with party. It's good versus evil and the things that are being peddled by the left. I'll call them the left, not the Democrats, because I think there are plenty of very good Democrats. They're wrong on some a number of issues. But um, the, those on the left are peddling policies, beliefs and follows uh, philosophies that are outright evil. And um, it's up to people like you, people like me, as small as we might be, uh, to go out there and peddle the truth. And evil will not stop fighting. And they will come at us with everything evil has. And um, that's what we're seeing out there today. And, uh, you know, with the violence and, uh, you know, the attacks on conservatives uh, it's uh, it's never going to end, right? There won't be a a, a winner per se and a loser. Uh, it'll just continue to fight, uh, have to fight forever. So um, Skylar Culbertson, thanks so much for coming on. This was a really great conversation. You're doing great stuff. Uh, please keep up the great work that you're doing um, outside of school. Congratulations on graduating here in about a month. And um, can you maybe just again as we finish, you know um uh, let everyone know how they can follow you if they're interested in following you on uh, social media yes yeah thank you
1: Uh you can follow my personal account which is Skylar and then my full life organization's account is you. WM Tribe for Life thank you so much for having me on yeah
0: my pleasure this was a great conversation thanks so much and thank all of you for listening to this episode of Today's Podcast please check out all my podcasts and all the different we podcast apps on YouTube saying. if I really want to I don't like YouTube Rumble um, you could also catch me on um, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on com. So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.